Hello VO episode number 13. Welcome to the Hello VO podcast, plain and simple basics to get you started in the voiceover industry with masterclass instructor and voiceover actor, Lisa Foster. All right, welcome to Hello VO. This is a very, very special episode. I have somebody that I don't get a chance to talk to enough in my life, but I'm delighted that he has uh, decided to come and be a guest on my podcast today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Jeff Suey, who is joining me today. He is the president of JTS Advisors. He's also the dean of the Master Coach University. And more importantly than all those fancy schmancy titles is that he has been my <laughs> business coach and personal coach, I'd say for about how many years have you been guiding me, Jeff Suey? Too long, too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably too long. Probably like seven, years. eight years. It's, yeah. it's been at least five years, I'm sure. It's been, I, I think you're right, it's been seven or eight years. And the reason I wanted to bring you on is that one of the things that you have done for me as my business coach and even things that affect me business-wise in my personal life, you've helped me sort through those things. Because we often don't really sometimes even make that connection of things that are going on personally, how they really affect our ability to perform uh, and be the greatest that we can be. So I wanted to bring you on today because I wanted to talk about self-doubt and I know that I have, we all struggle with self-doubt to certain degrees. And I know you and I have talked a lot about the areas that I have self-doubt in. And and I certainly don't mind sharing that with my listeners at all, because I think it's very valuable to just look at it and uh, sort of make friends with it. And the, the whole point of this was, I don't want people to feel crippled by it. And I know that that has happened with me. You know this has happened with me in your coaching sessions with me. And I think that we can maybe learn to use self-doubt more as a tool than an enemy. And so I could think of nobody better than you to come on and talk a little bit about this. And and I know that this this podcast is about the voiceover industry and I but this episode I think can just apply to anything anybody is deciding to maybe embark on. So um so welcome. I've blabbed enough, but it's so nice to have you on here to talk a little bit about that. Anything else you wanted to add about you before we get started with this? No, no, thanks for having me, Lisa. It's great to be here and uh it's a it's an interesting subject. And mm-hmm. it's it's one that on the surface seems so intractable, but it's it's really not. So I'm I'm very excited to talk about it. This is very cool. Yeah. So let's start with. I looked up <laughs> some words, some the definition of self doubt, and some of the cinnamon synonyms, not cinnamon synonyms for it include uncertainty hesitancy, indecision, vacillation. And I think, can we probably agree that most, if not all of those stem from just basic garden variety fear? Or would you say maybe it's more than that or less than that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that fear is the emotion that you get around it for sure. I think the tricky part with talking about self-doubt specifically However much fear somebody feels when when they are going through what they call self doubt, 
mm-hmm. is, is cause versus effect. Because, you know, someone could easily say, well, you know, I have self-doubt because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. You could just as easily say, I'm afraid because I have self-doubt. Mm. And so knowing what's, uh, in my industry, we'll call it at the source, like what's actually pouring the water into the vessel here for us. And when you know that, when you know what the root cause is, as a good doctor would say, uh, you could do something about it, you know, but if you're just dealing with symptoms, putting a bandaid on it, so to speak, then, uh, you know, maybe you'll feel a little better from that, but chances are it's not going to change much. Okay. So let's talk about it in real workable terms. So I, I often tell a story in my webinar, my voiceover webinars for, for new students about my fear of moving forward with my radio broadcasting career. And for those that haven't heard it, I was in corporate America for a zillion years and I worked in the banking industry. It was extremely unfulfilling and very soul sucking and decided that I wanted to do something much more rewarding and fun and creative. And that was use my voice. And And in order to do that, I had to apply to broadcasting school and that it just scared the heck out of me. And I remember my mom sort of calling me out on it and saying, you know, (laughs) we all are born without knowing anything. Go, Go learn about this. But I still had this self doubt because I didn't know anything about it. And it took her saying to me, if you let fear dictate what you do not do in this life, you'll never do anything interesting, which really resonated with me. And I think that's what sort of kickstarted it. Now, I would say I don't know that it necessarily took away the self-doubt, but but do you think that's even necessary to move forward with things? Do we have to remove self-doubt? No, because it's a natural part of the human condition. And you don't have to know something for sure. You don't have to be 100% certain. And you certainly don't have to be without any doubt whatsoever in order to take an action. And you don't even need that in order to like feel good either. You, right. don't, you, you don't have to have yourself rid of that. I mean, and anybody who looks out, you know, out, outside their window knows that the the uh, the human condition and the world of being alive is has so little to do with guarantees mm-hmm. uh there's it's a it's an up and down it's a roller coaster of a of a universe that we live in for a variety of reasons and so you'll you'll never be rid of it anyway completely <laughs> if you're sane you know yeah. the people with ultimate certainty are sure of absolutely everything you know we 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 put them in padded cells you know because <laughs> right. they're just not dealing with reality so the question then becomes in my mind is how do you deal with the uncertainties of reality knowing you'd rather have everything be much more certain while you take action and you also feel good uh on the inside because whether or not you doubt the universe, which you probably should at times, it's probably healthy to do so. Mm -hmm. If you doubt yourself constantly and you're in a state of mind that is dominated by self-doubt, like it's like, it's not like self-doubt's not there, but it it's, if it, if that runs you, if it runs your emotions, if it runs your actions, well, then that's where that's the real crime. You Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's the real problem is that I, every second I feel my doubt. And then every second 
my actions or lack thereof is dominated by my doubt. That's an issue. But somebody who has doubts on a regular basis, but they take action and they feel great in the process, I, I, it's like, fine. In fact, that's probably, that's a kind of doubt, chances are self and otherwise, that is, like I said, it's probably very healthy to question, question oneself, question the, the world, question other people, et cetera. It's like, that's how we learn. Sure. That's great. Yeah. Well, you have you have coached me so much on my, and I feel like some people have a much higher need for certainty than others. And I think you would probably agree I'm one of those people that, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> that I come to you often with, I just have to know. And mm. I think what's so lovely about what you've really calmed me down about was to just embrace uncertainty even though it's uncomfortable, it's not going to kill me. And I think that's that's a really great lesson in it's it's I know that sounds so simple. Well, it's not going to kill me. Well, I know it's not going to kill me, but it sure can be paralyzing sometimes when you don't have certainty and you have doubt around not only what the universe is going to throw at you, but how you're going to react to it. I think sure. that's really the crux of it. How do I, it's not so much self-doubt in, and I can't really do it. It's how am I going to manage it? Maybe whatever's thrown at me. Maybe I don't, maybe I, I, I'm doubting how, I, how effective I'm going to be able to manage something that's thrown at me. And that can be a reason people just don't take chances. Would, would you agree? I don't want to take a chance. Why? Yeah, Absolutely. And the reason why it's such a big deal, that's the real question is who cares? Like what, right. why do you care about how you're going to handle this? How, why do you care how you're going to deal with it? Why do you care what's going to happen? That we got to answer that question because right. there's so many uncertainties in the world and within us that we just don't give a shit about. Exactly. Like we, really don't, we really don't care. And then there's yep. a few things that we choose to care about. Right. Those are the things that tend to mess us up and that will also make our life for us as well. And if we can answer that question, then we get to the crux of it. And you and I have talked about this before. Mm -hmm. The answer to that question is simple, that we all have, we have physical needs. We need uh, breathe air, drink water, uh, get nutrients, you know, uh, make sure we're protected from the elements, mm -hmm. maintain a certain temperature, whatever. But then on, so on top of that, we also have psychological needs that operate as if they're life and death. Yes. And certainty is, is one of them for sure. If you don't feel certainty as a feeling, as an emotion, as a state of mind, right now, Two seconds from now, two years from now, two decades from now, et cetera, if you can't constantly feel at even a low level, but some level of certainty, comfort, predictability, uh, control, people have different words for this, right? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Assuredness, confidence, et cetera. But if you can't feel that all the time at some level, even a low level, then you don't survive psychologically. And right. so that's that when people make a mountain out of molehill, they catastrophize about something that no one else on a planet really cares about. <laughs> that that's why it's one of these needs, and certainty could easily be one of them for so many people, is somehow under threat, even if you're meeting it, which your chances are are on a regular basis, or it's actually feeling like it's being lost, that's when it's life or death. It's not physical life or death. It's psychological yes. life or death. And we need to maintain and deal with that just like we deal with uh, warm, full, and dry. 
Yeah. And I'm laughing because, as you know, because you've worked with me for so long, I am one of those people. (laughs) I I have to just calm down and not... What's the word? Catastrophize it. Catastrophize is a great word. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a great word. That's a great word. And and I think though too, if you, I mean, I feel like before I would catastrophize without, but and and think that it was indeed life or death. Now I can catastrophize. I still do that, but I go, hold on, just wait a minute, hold the phone. Is this really urgent? Is this a big deal? So it's not that it won't go away. I have found. It's that it is much more, I have a much better perspective on it and I'm able to reel it in much quicker so that I don't spin out and shoot myself in the foot and not do things I should be doing. Mm. Let me ask you this. Um, So self-doubt is one thing when we just have our own crazy ideas about our limitations, which often are not quite true at all. We just, just do for whatever reasons. But there's also self-doubt that is born out of someone else's words and thoughts about us. And the reason I bring this up is I talk to a lot of potential voiceover students who will say to me, you know, doing voiceovers has been my lifelong dream. And I say to them, well, what, what are you waiting for? What's holding you back? And interestingly enough, I will hear from people who say, well, you know, my parents didn't think it was a real job. Um, they they said only special people can do that. Or my wife doesn't support me pursuing this. I feel that sometimes self doubt can get um, can fester because of other people's doubt in us. What what do you say to that? And how do we overcome that? So it's never the case that someone else's doubt holds you back unless they physically have become like they uh, locked you in your room because they're yes. so doubtful. Right. Yes. So it's, it's, it's a slippery slope because we don't want to say, certainly don't want to say that uh, things that are other people are saying, doing, etc., don't have an impact. I mean, of course they do. Right. I mean, of the course. world has an impact on everybody. Right. So we don't want to forget that that is actually a factor it's a factor, uh, but and, and and I think you can go too extreme with this idea. But I think it's really critical if you care about your destiny mm-hmm. to take responsibility for your own feelings and mm-hmm. and own your own doubt. My mother didn't think I could do the business, or didn't mm-hmm. think I could do voiceover, or didn't think mm-hmm. I could do whatever, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm not doing it. Mm. The truth is, this is always the truth. The truth is your own issues are the reason why you're not doing it. And then you're pointing the finger at mom. That's mm-hmm. all. Almost all. I mean, almost always. Like I said, you know, if you if she put you in a prison, that's different. Right. But if you're not physically locked down somehow, mm-hmm. then yes, typically in society, we do do things for the purpose of somehow pleasing or following what someone else expects right. or wants or doesn't want, et cetera, right. Right. that doesn't mean that's what makes a human do- being do what they do. Right. You know, so we could see, we could say, well, this is what everybody else is doing around us. But all, uh, at the end of the day, it's like we're capable of doing something that somebody else doesn't expect or believe in or agree with right. or, or whatever. And the moment that the moment that you can tell the truth that not what nothing that anyone else says, thinks, believes, doubts, et cetera, 
is the reason why I can't or or can do something. As soon as we realize that truth, then it all comes back to us, which mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. And it, mm-hmm. a lot of times it feels like bad news and it we might feel guilty for that. We might feel right. embarrassed of that, et cetera. By the way, it's one of the reasons why we'll maintain the finger pointing and the right. victim right. type of thing. Right. Right. And so, so that's, it's a painful thing sometimes is an upsetting thing, but we, we mm-hmm. can get to that. Then at least we can deal with what's actually causing the limitation. So yes, if the problem is my mom said this mm-hmm. and now I believe it mm-hmm. and now I say that, and that's my doubt. And that's why I don't follow through. Mm-hmm. fine, let's deal with that. And maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it started with mom, but you had to agree. You had to adopt that. You had to, uh, consciously or otherwise, you had, to, you had to take on a state of mind that you adopted from someone else and now it's yours. Yes. And so mom could be long gone and you could still hang on to that regardless oh, yeah. of, of, of them. And we have a relationship with these people in our mind above and beyond the actual physical re- relationship. And that relationship in our mind, although it's 100% us, like we're setting the scene and, and having the little internal conversations and debates and, and whatnot, we picture these people or imagine their voice, let's say. And then even though it's ours really playing their part, mm-hmm. we still think it's them sometimes because it doesn't look like us, it doesn't sound like us, it must be them. Mm-hmm. The truth is, again, you got to take ownership that that's you playing that part very creatively, very interestingly. Uh, but at the end of the day, if it, if that holds you back, you got to handle that. You got to change the internal process. Nothing you can do with someone else to change what they're doing to support you or not support you is going to release you from an internal prison that you've created for yourself, even if initially that thought began with someone else planting it, so to speak, mm. planting that seed for you. I had a student, this was probably five or six years ago in one of my voiceover classes, who was just a very uh, kind young man, very, very delightful to speak with. He had a gorgeous voice. And I often ask students, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to get into voiceovers or, or what's your interest in this? And he said it was something that always interested it interested him. But he had grown up in a household that, um, and this shared this very intimate, vulnerable story with me that speaks to what you just said. He said, my father didn't want me speaking in the house. And he would tell me, I don't like the sound of your voice. Okay, so that's obviously nothing. I That's a very subjective opinion on whether you like someone's voice or not, who knows what the dysfunction was there and that family dynamic. But the point was he carried this around with him forever, which is why he never pursued something he had thought about for so long, because he thought nobody, ah, I'm going to cry. He thought nobody wanted to hear him speak. Mm, Sure. Uh, So powerful. And I worked with him for a few sessions and I'm really not kidding you when I tell you he, in, to my ear, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous voice. And the fact that this young man rose above that, that very thing you just said, and took responsibility and said, I'm going to find out for myself anyway, I just, he found his voice and he had emailed me a couple of years later saying, I just wanted to thank you for letting me 
for helping me. I didn't let him, but helping him find his voice. And that was such a powerful example to me of how, yeah, it doesn't really matter what other people say or what other people think, but it takes a lot of courage to follow your own path and to trust yourself, which is something you've helped me discover too, trusting yourself. And I think that's a big part of, of overcoming self-doubt is just trusting yourself. And, and I would also say, I'm sure you'd agree that not being afraid to fail is also a big part of overcoming self-doubt because mm. yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> right. We might as well make friends with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why the self-doubt might be there is to try and protect from yes. some potential future uh, problem, failure, uh, etc. And I think it's important to to acknowledge that all of these things, I mean, we've ta- talking quite a bit so far around some of the mistakes or issues, problems, self-doubt is, is uh, could easily be categorized as like something that we don't want. We right. don't want to feel, we don't want to have. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's, I don't Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Not to mention limit limiting in some ways, as we've discussed. Right. I think it's important really to remember that everything that we're up to, including that on the inside, especially these inner issues, these inner thoughts, these inner emotions, these inner uh, beliefs, uh, limitations, et cetera. One of the re- big reasons why they're there is that they're there for positive reasons. Mm-hmm. No matter how destructive or limiting something seems, everything that we think, everything that we do, everything that we are is is wired up for our benefit. It's mm-hmm. it's meant for to, to benefit us, and almost everything you could imagine, like emotionally and psychologically, actually does have some at least potential benefit, even if it's not a realized benefit. And that includes self doubt. We were just saying that self doubt. If I feel enough self doubt, maybe I'm going to protect myself from making a mistake. Right. Maybe it's it's protecting me from some level of failure that's really gonna gonna hurt and I, I can avoid that. Uh, maybe self-doubt will make me search and check in with things I need to be more certain about. I need to get training in or I need to learn better. I need to get better muscles in this particular area. And so that doubt serves in many, many ways. It's also limiting in some ways as well, but it's for a positive intent that we would have that in the first place as mom or dad saying, I don't like your voice or I don't like this or I don't think you could do that. They have mm-hmm. a positive intent for even the most seemingly destructive or limiting things and, and, and voices and ideas that, that they brought about. So when we right. can appreciate, at least for us, forget about anybody else, but at right. least for us, if we can remember, hey, I'm doing this for a positive reason. Mm-hmm. I want to maintain those positives. I want to protect myself. I want to be successful. I want to avoid uh, major problems uh, happening. I'd like to do that as much as possible. It's not, it's not guaranteed that I can handle all of that perfectly. But there's things that I'm actually after that this self-doubt is, is, is bringing to me. It carries certain water for me. Mm-hmm. So if I can appreciate those pros to that, and then I find empowering ways to deal with that, to protect myself, to avoid certain failures, to avoid some of the pain of the kind of growth that I, uh, track that I'm on, et cetera, whatever risks I'm taking, then I don't need to doubt so much because I'm like, hey, I'm prepared, I'm right. protected, right. I'm taken care of. I'm okay. And now I can go do these things. I don't have to feel so doubtful. Doesn't mean I don't have doubt. It's just, it doesn't have to run the show for me. I think a lot of times the very emotions, self-doubt included, that we resist, Mm -hmm. that we 
wish weren't there. They were like, I don't want to listen to that voice. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, have a message for us. They have a lesson for us, or they at least have something that they 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 benefit us in some way. That if we only appreciated and took the time to kind of meditate on what those positive uh, those positive offerings were, lessons, protections, etc., that we could strategize on how to get past that limiting issue or thought or mindset. Mm-hmm. And also, we could take care of ourselves in the uh, uh, in the process because again, those those emotions. They, this is a bumper sticker saying that many of my brethren have talked about many times. What you resist persists. Yes, <laughs> I think that's the reason why. The reason yes. why what you resist persists is because what you resist has something for you, has a gift for you. Even Dad saying, "I don't want to hear your voice," has a gift for you. Yeah. And if you can appreciate what positive gifts that can bring you then you don't need to you don't need to have that that doesn't need to persist in your life anymore you can move to the next thing whatever that is what's one thing as we wrap up here that's all such so great what's one thing somebody can take away right now who's having self doubt about either moving forward with voiceovers uh, moving forward with a relationship or moving forward uh, getting out of a relationship sure. or taking a step in a direction that doesn't have certainty because none of it does. What's one thing that somebody could do today that might be even just a small help shift them in a small way? Any any one thing you can help us with today? I think beyond just appreciating the positive intent and really taking the time to, whether it's journal on it or meditate mm-hmm. on it or you know, take the time just to sit down quietly and appreciate what might be really going on there. Mm -hmm. So many people skate on the surface of what's going on. They're not even conscious of what's really happening under the surface. And so they can't deal with it. You know, people think that the transformation that a client that I work with goes through is somehow magic. It's not magic. It's pure mechanics. It's, it's like, it's like working on a, like on an engine. But if you never, if you have a car and it's broken down, the first thing any sane person would do if they were on their own with it and they didn't have someone to come and help them, a good mechanic to come and help them, they'd lift up the hood and they'd look under the hood. Mm-hmm. Even if they do nothing about it, they at least like check something. And, and see if something stands out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you got to look under the hood. And part of that is the positive intent. Like we just talked about it. Like what is that positive intent? What am I after? What What is this emotion or doubt or issue uh, trying to tell me what is the message mm-hmm. behind that negative, seemingly negative thing. There is a positive message behind every one of those things. And the second thing I would do, especially for certainty cases, and this is really any anytime anybody's in catastrophe mode or they're in survival mode or they're very, very uh, afraid, is to ask the question, do I need things a certain way? Do I have to have the protection or the guaranteed success or the avoidance of this issue that I'm concerned about? Do I have to have it that way in order to meet my need? And in this case, we're talking about certainty. So the question would be, do I need to have things this way exactly Mm -hmm. in order to feel certain on the inside? Now, the knee-jerk reaction to that question is, yeah, yes. it's got to be yes, that way. Of course. That's the way it's got to be. Sorry, yeah. I have to have it that way or else I'm screwed. Right. That's what right? I pushed against you at when yeah. we talked about this. I'm like, what What a crazy question, Jeff. Of course I of need course that. Of course I need it that way. Right. You know? And so the the reason for that question being so helpful is 
to continue to ask the question and really considering it, consider it deeply until you can honestly answer that question, no. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you're always going to feel that way. Um, I'm working with a client right now who's, uh, you know, fairly terrified of speaking in front of uh, a large enough group. Mm. And she shared with me, you know, I know logically that this is okay, but inside I'm freaking out anyway, and I have a little panic attack before I speak. Mm -hmm. and the truth is that may maintain itself for a while. But when we looked at her thoughts and beliefs about, well, what if I say the wrong thing? Then I'm going to be canceled because of cancel culture. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm speaking to my peers and what if they really hate it and they spend a lot to be there? They're going to complain and they're really going to hate me. I mean, you could hear the internal yes. dialogue that she's putting on loudspeaker for me. Right. And it's like the real question. All you have to ask in that case is, do you need all that stuff not to happen, avoid all those things in order for you to meet the need for certainty or anything else? And the answer, the answer to that question is always no. Whether right. or not you're willing to be honest about that, right. whether or not you're willing to have the courage to say no to that question, that's the real, that's the real piece. And so you take the time it takes to be able to say, do I need things to be this way or need to be protected in this way in order for me to feel, in this case, certain? Mm -hmm. And when you can say no. I don't need it like that. Mm -hmm. Then you get all the power back. You've overcome whatever those problems might be. Because the truth is you don't need anything any particular way to meet your psychological needs. They're psychological. We made them exactly. up inside our head anyway. Exactly. You know? So you yeah. get to design the reality and the and and the uh, yeah the, the you, standards that you have. You taught me that I can have certainty every day. I can create yeah. that. Um, that's not externally dependent. So right. yeah, so valuable, so valuable. So okay, gosh, I could talk about self doubt for a whole nother hour with you, but I I'm really glad you came on and talked a bit about that. It's it's something we all struggle with. Uh, so I don't want anybody out there to feel like it's something that they have to manage um, by themselves or they do, but we are all managing it. And I, I don't know why that helps everybody feel be a little bit better <laughs> that we all have these self-doubts and sure. don't let those things hold you back from pursuing what you want to do. Um, so Jeff Suey, you are such an important part of my my business development, my personal development. Um, I just really adore you uh, beyond words. And I, I, let's share with everybody your website too, if anybody wants to reach out to you and talk more about um, personal coaching, business coaching, all the things that you do so well to get people to achieve the things that they are capable of, but don't know how to get there. <laughs> sure, sure. So the uh, the the big role that I'm playing right now is is running Master Coach University, which is where we really train coaches and individuals who are taking on coaching and leadership roles. Right. And that's probably the easiest way from a website perspective to get in touch. And it's just Master Coach University, all one word. dot com. There's uh, uh, contact forms and, and ways to reach out to me and my staff uh, through that uh, through that website, which uh, will will reach me for sure. And I would also let people know that you have a Facebook page as well that people can follow you uh, or actually a, a, um Instagram that I follow on. Do you want to share everybody your Instagram, um, which is always full of really wonderful nuggets? Sure. Um, the uh, probably the easiest way to find it would just be to Google my name or Master Coach University uh, and my name is Jeffrey Suey. You should be able to find my Instagram and any other. So, you know, I'm out there on all the the social 
the social sites. We got a yes. YouTube channel. We got an Instagram and oh, all YouTube. Of that. That's right. And should yeah. be easy to 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 reach out and and uh, and connect with us there too. And that's Suey S O O E Y. So yeah, you got it. Got it. All right, Jeff. Thanks so much. Um, I love talking to you uh, with our sessions. Thanks for sharing stuff with my students to help them, and uh, for any of my students who have any questions. Again, just. Uh, hit reply on this uh, podcast. I'm more than happy to talk with you about your voice coaching goals and helping you get over some of the hurdles that I've been helped over. I always love to lower that ladder down to other people. So Jeff Suey, thank you so much, my friend. It's been a delight and uh, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of Hello VO, I'd love to talk to you. So take advantage of booking a short one-on-one consultation call with me. I'll evaluate your voice and give you some guidance on voiceovers. So head to lisafoster.com and click the Voice Evaluations tab. It's free. I'll send you a link to grab a spot on my calendar so we can talk about talking.